And thank you for tuning in to Geekery in General by Point of Insanity Game Studio. I am, of course, Al, and joining me today, my good friend, Dan, from, uh, what was the name of your podcast again? Radio, my Little Pony Radio, Podcaster Magic? Radio Free Borderlands. Oh, yeah. I, you, that, that's it. That's all we need to do for that. You, you all can listen to it <laughs> if you're interested. Let's just say. Hi, everybody. I'm a guest host. <laughs> you know, um, there are people in this world who uh, find it, um, I, I don't know if I'd call it a phobia, but it is something that definitely drives them nuts. It's when they hear uh, people drinking things. <laughs> drinking just drives them nuts, right? Yeah, I know. There's this one podcast I listen to where occasionally the host will be like, Slurping down drinks. I swear to God, I don't do that. And when I do, I cut it out. Not often, but okay. Now that we're done being annoying, we're going to be even more annoying because topic for today's show is random thought patterns. Uh, This is just kind of a spur of the moment thing. So we're going to probably be talking about a variety of topics, but... Can I start with one? Sure, go ahead. Um, Actually, before... I I consider this geekery, so... Because... There are lots of different types of geeks, and, and some of us, some of us, uh, when we cosplay, we cosplay as um, million-dollar guys who chase a football around. So we're going to go on that topic. So over the past week, and I understand where some people are coming from, where they say oh, there are more important things in the world than what happened with the Patriots. Okay, I dig that. We're not getting into that argument, but. You have to understand that this the deflate, deflated deflate football gate. thing, yes, it's been going on and on and on, and then it came back in the news this week because they, they, you know, they came to their conclusions and they're going to blame Tom Brady and other people. But between Tom Brady, ESPN, and a lot of the news programs, am I the only one that finds myself when I'm listening to the coverage about this particular thing? reverting to a 12-year-old with the mind, with the mentality of Beavis and Butthead, because every other thing, it's balls. Balls. <laughs> balls are deflated. I like balls squishy. He said None of the balls, balls. new. With the balls old. I like ball, old balls. <laughs> balls. And I know, I know, I know. It's cheating and this and that, and he's a millionaire, and I don't care. It's just really funny to hear the people on the on the on the the six o'clock news national television talking about the balls and the balls and the balls and the balls and the balls. <laughs> I almost can think of my dad. Balls and sticks. Balls and sticks. Cause was he watching baseball or porn? No, <laughs> no. I never thought of that back then. But uh, no, well, when we were in the room when he was saying it, he was baseball i know that i just yeah because my dad again I, I mentioned this a little bit in one of my previous episodes with casey but i think i remember i uh, mentioned this but my dad was wasn't exactly a sports fan the only sport he really watched when i was a kid were was uh auto racing he would watch professional wrestling with my sister and i i don't know if you want to consider it a sport but to my young mind back then it was a sport. I, this this was before I realized that, you know, it was it was, well, to quote Bret Hart, it's fake, but in some ways it can be very real. But that's neither here nor there. I still uh, I still wish that they would have left the cameras rolling before Hulk Hogan cut in a promo, so you could watch him snort that big giant line of cocaine beforehand, because that's the only way he was doing those. So yeah, I mean. But anyways, so Dan, I understand that you had the opportunity to practice uh, some thieving skills this morning. No, I'm sorry. It's the way you just said that. I understand you had, and I was waiting for you to say, I understand you had of a dog. <laughs> That's right. And what are you doing with the dog this day? The old bit from so, the young ones. Okay. Let's start at the beginning of the story. This morning. Yes, I saw this on Facebook. Dan posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, tell us about your... Uh, you're dabbling in thieving skills this morning. Dabbling. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So pick locks and climb. Back. All right. <laughs> Let's flash, flash backward to about 9 o'clock in the morning when um, Shannon was – she had she had to go to a uh, uh, baby shower for one of her cousins. Shannon, a.k.a. Dorco. Yeah, that's what I called her. It's my old lady. Um, 
and she, but she's like, I gotta go and get a card and a gift card because nobody told me uh, where 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 they were uh, registered. So I'm just gonna do this. Um, well, her cousin was gonna come and pick her up at about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. So we had already made plans to take her mother in law or her mom. Your mother in law, yes, yes, my mother in law, <laughs> to uh, Walmart because. She's been doing a lot of landscaping and stuff in the backyard, and we were going to go and because she has issues with driving, um, because she's got fibromyalgia. So I, you know, when she wants to go somewhere as far as the Walmart or another place in town, generally one of us takes her. It will drive her car so that it doesn't it doesn't have a negative effect. Um, so we're over there, we're getting ready to go, and then she's like, "Oh my goodness, look at the time! Do you think we're going to be able to make it to Walmart and back?" And I'm like. Yeah, and her mom's like, I don't know, who knows how long we're going to be there. So I'm like, Shannon, here, I know you don't have your keys on you, because you never do. And she didn't. Take my keys, go back home, get the car, go to the local grocery store that's close by, and um, get the card there, because we probably will take longer. Okay. So so me and, 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 and the boy and Jean, we go over to Walmart to get her the dirt, and we ended up getting something else. That That's not important. Well... Uh, my wife in the pink tornado went to go and get the card, come back, and when we were coming back, her mother lives about three doors down, as we're driving back, because you can see us, I could see them out there. They were talking and stuff, so I knew they were still there. And I thought to myself, well, my wife wouldn't be so... Stupid? I wouldn't say Foolish. stupid. Uh, uh, irresponsible. Okay, I'm glad she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> Um, she wouldn't have such a fart bubble in her brain at this particular time as to lock me out of the house. I'm sure she'll come over, drop off the keys. Or they were just the hanging out because, because it was, was a nice morning, right? It was, it's three doors down. She can see me. I am taking 40-pound bags of dirt out of her mother's car. Okay? So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, she wouldn't do that. So Devin and I walk back. He's all excited. He wants to get on the Wii. He wants to play with the new Skylander he got. That was the other thing we got. Insure is Yeah. She locked us out. With my keys in the house that I gave her. She knew. She knew. She knew she had my keys. How did she think I was going to get in? At least she, you knew where the keys were. My wife has this bad habit where she... My, she's the kind of no, person... No, that's the catch. I didn't. She leaves them all over the house. She doesn't know. I got lucky that she left them where I usually leave them. Yeah, because my wife's one of those kind of people who would probably lose her head if it wasn't attached. But anyways, continue with your story. Okay, we can't turn this into a, a, a wife thing because we're both going to die. <laughs> Alright, so I I don't have the, the cell phone for her cousin. Shannon is uh, technology deficient. Again, with another young one's uh, reference. I think Neil, but worse. Um, so I had I had our phone. So the next thing I had to do was I called her dad. And I'm like, I call him, and, and and I'm like, oh, do you do you have her her um, you know her cousin's phone number? We got to get a hold of him. She locked me out of the house. And they, they were trying to get a hold of somebody to, for them to get a hold of them. I think that they were thinking she was going to turn around and come back. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not just... It would be unfair of me to go over on a day... Uh, you know, I could have gone over to just hang out at Jean's house, but that's not fair to her. You know, it's a Saturday. She gets a day off. So the next log logical step was to go and get the ladder we use to clean out the gutters because I I leave my window open in my room because I like the cool air in the evenings. It gets to about 55. It's nice and comfy. So you had to break into your own house. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I And I did it the stupid way without a <laughs> spotter. The, the, thing, the only thing that was kind of holding the ladder in any sort of place was the fact that my other car was sitting right there, and I had to butt the ladder up real close to it, and the, and the feet were kind of pressed up against the back tire. Um, and I'm going up this ladder, and this ladder is... Um, it, it's not meant for people of our 
stature. <laughs> More like people of Shannon's stature or the skinny teenagers that live next door that clean our gutters for us because nobody wants to go up that ladder. Um, so I'm going up there, and the boy sitting down there by the ladder with his Skylander just going, Dad, I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. Why you don't you much, climb up this? Turd. Why don't you climb up this ladder and wiggle through yeah. the window? My next door neighbors, Richard and Sue. Uh, Richard's the landlord and the owner of the house, and Sue's his tenant who lives on the other side. You know, they could kind of see. Um. So, I, I get up to the window. I manage to wiggle my screen open, and I I turn to them, and I'm like. Like, if the police show up, you guys will vouch that I live here, right? <laughs> that would suck, wouldn't it? It's like, oh, so no. So Devin thought it would be really damn funny to just go, woo, woo, woo. Thanks, kid. Um, <laughs> yes, so his son is in the uh, next room playing mm -hmm. video games with my son right now. <laughs> so I, I kind of squeeze myself through the window because it's not a big window. But the thing is, is it's like a fiberglass plastic -y type of stuff. It's not like a wooden windowsill. So I was trying to do it as gingerly as possible because I did not feel that that would be as strong as a wooden windowsill. And my bed's right there, and my fan, and a whole bunch of other stuff that would have hurt like hell if I fell on it. But I had to go through head first. So anybody who was watching down from the road <laughs> would have had a lovely view of your butt. Of my yes, there's my ass and my legs and my feet sticking out of my window. <laughs> I'm sure it was, if you haven't lived until you've seen this picture, which, <laughs> unfortunately, what that means is only three people in this world have lived. <laughs> Richard, Sue, and the boy. Managed to get in. So are the rest of us, like, undead or just kind of semi-alive then? No. You're going to die with regrets. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we I, I live close I enough, on. we could always go, go over to your house and reenact this so I can live. Okay, we won't be but anyways, that. you can crawl through my window. If you want. So then the moral of the story is, uh, <laughs> is wives don't think. Anyways, no, 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 no. But that's not fair because I'm sure I've done equally stupid things as many times as she's done to me. Okay, so uh, one of the reasons we decided to just kind of do a random show is when uh, Dan arrived at my house to record today. My son was playing the Wii U and he. Got a, we got him a game a while ago, Pikmin 3, and you know we were talking a little bit about the Wii U, and you know you you were saying that you don't you heard it wasn't really that good of a system. Well, first off, I want to say that the it was either a pear or a papaya that I had seen in that uh, video game that your son was playing. Uh, the whoever designed that did a very good job rendering that piece of fruit. Yeah, and they actually give uh they actually give the fruit different names like lemons I think they call face wrinklers and uh limes are zest bombs and apples are insect condos. Do you know why they do that or are you familiar with Pikmin at all or No. Okay. No. Uh, essentially Pikmin the if you look at the map and stuff it's implied to be kind of like an earth where humans have abandoned it for whatever reason they don't get into it but mm -hmm. uh the pikmin video games the the character you're actually only like maybe a few inches tall because you know you're walking around you see you know these fruits we're familiar with strawberries and uh you know apples and lemons and you see how big your character is compared to these fruits and it's like yeah okay they're not very big mm -hmm. and essentially he really likes it I've played it with him a couple times. I never really got into it. Uh, essentially, you're going around trying, you know, collecting fruit because you need to make juice so your characters don't starve to death. And uh, you're, I think, you're trying to find some part for your rocket ship so you can, uh, you can get back home. I, I know in the first one, which featured a character, Captain Olimar, who would later appear in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Just a second. Sorry, just had to pause that for a sec. As you heard, my dogs decided they were going to start barking, so I just got to give them a moment to calm down. But anyways... We uh, saw things! Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, hey! But I know in the first one, the plot of that one was you had, like, I think it was 30 days or something. You had, you had to... 30 game days to escape the planet because that's how much oxygen you had left. And But anyways, yeah, my one of the things I do like about the Wii U is, and I know that they do this with other consoles as yep. well, is they have um, 
downloadable demos, and since he was familiar with the Olimar character mm-hmm. in Pikmin from Super Smash Brothers, he wanted to give it a try. He played the demo. He liked it. Uh, he was begging for it. Well, he got some uh, birthday money, or not birthday, some Easter money from Grandma, and then it went on sale. So it's like, I, okay, you got lucky. We'll get it for you. I respect the idea of creating down, uh, you know, downloadable uh, demos of, of games like that. I Except for the fact that it drives me up the wall, but it, as, as a user of the video game systems, I find it mildly irritating. As a um, business-minded individual, I find it uh, genius. <laughs> well, I like the reason I like it is because again, it gives you a chance to pl- to try the game before you buy it. And mm-hmm. the thing about a good demo, and I'm sure we I could probably do an entire show about this, but one of the things about a good demo is it should give you just enough, you know, to pique your interest in it. Because one of the, I know that there are some games that have playable demos, and I don't know if you'd count this or not, but in Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U, they have masterpieces you can unlock, and these are short little demos mm-hmm. of video games that starred the previous characters that you can play for depending on the game anywhere from like a minute or two to like five or six minutes and uh, some of them I'm not sure it's really very well designed like Mega Man appears in Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and for some reason they decide to have the demo that you unlock for that it's when you start out with the last stage. Have you ever played Mega Man 2? Now I, I don't remember how many minutes they give you, but this was really stupid on my what I on my part. Do you remember when you first enter the fortress for Dr. Wily in Mega Man 2? Before you can actually start playing the stage, they have Dr. Wily and his UFO and there's this Probably the most annoying sound in video game history. Which is why he felt the need to share it with the rest of you. Yes, but the thing that I hate is the while you're waiting for Dr. Wily's flying saucer to fly into the castle and the little castle map to appear, the clock is ticking. So right away, that wastes like 45 seconds of playtime. It's like, okay, hello, why didn't you just drop you right at the start of the stage? You, you didn't need to see that and you didn't need to hear the... That was pretty annoying, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, but... I have a question about that. Yes. About Mega Man or about the Wii U? Specifically Dr. Wily. Okay. Do you ever think he, like, you know, he'd, he'd go out to lunch with Dr. Robotnik? Because the two of them no, had Rock so much... Robotnik in, is... Oh, that's right. Because Rob- had, they had so much in common. That's true. Well, they had, they had an annoying little blue guy that was constantly pestering them. They that both, is true. They both had doctorates. They were both horribly evil. And both liked robots. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. I could see that. They could have been like, you know... At least pen pals. Best buddies. I bet they were pen pals. Or at least pen pals. But cousins. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't remember. Dr. Wiley didn't have a mustache, did he? Uh, Yes, he did. Not a big old walrus mustache. No, not... not, He had more of like, you know, the one where you take like a comb and just stick it to your your, your upper lip. But I know you were saying one of the things with the Wii U, uh, again, you weren't... You were saying there just didn't seem like there was a lot of software support for it outside of Nintendo? Not. Well, here's the thing. I'm totally biased when it comes comes to video games because I kind of like old school games much better than kind of the 3D stuff. And that's partially because um, I, I have uh, ocular issues. Ah. Some of like the 3D games, like Ocarina of Time. I loved the Zelda series, but once they did Ocarina of Time, the 3D stuff really just threw me off. Yeah, for me, Zelda just doesn't seem right in the 3D perspective. I mean, my son likes, um, you know, he likes the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, for some reason, Zelda just doesn't seem to work right for me in a 3D perspective. It ha- For me, Zelda just has to be in that top-down perspective. Though I didn't mind the side perspective of Adventure of Link, but yeah, the 3D the was ones... was a pain. Yeah, it was. I, I know we talked about it a little, little bit when we were talking about old-school video role-playing games where 
Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Some people liked it, some people didn't like it, and again, I think it's because from the the first game being the phenomenal success it was, and being just a really good game in general, it. Some people, I think, they just didn't want to accept it as a as a side scrolling game, and with the some of the RPG elements it had. No, that was not my problem with Zelda Two. My problem with Zelda Two was quite simple. Those jumping. <laughs> So in the last castle where you fight Link's shadow, those stupid jumping knights, who would blue knights that would fling the swords at you. There, that is the reason that I wanted to fling that game out because <laughs> I could, like, I could do anything up to that game up to boom that. Yeah, they they, they were pains in the button, and they also had the lizard man like creatures that had the big maces they threw at you. Yeah, there were lots of enemies Those in there. Those didn't that... even get to me. The, the only ones, because they, the, they had the knights where you could only hit them in the face. Mm -hmm. And they had the orange ones, and then the red ones were more powerful, and then the blue ones were more powerful than that. It, even those blue ones, I wasn't so, the, they weren't so bad. It was when you got to the special ones in the last castle where they would jump. I don't remember them jumping. Oh, good. they didn't look the same. But anyways, uh, yeah, the and another thing I do like about the Wii U, though, mm -hmm. is I like the tablet controller. I've, again, seen some reviews, some people just hate it. And, you know, they, if, if you find it uncomfortable, that's, you know, certainly one reason. Um, I'll admit, my I, first instinct was that's a bit much. But since I haven't used them, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault it because I've never seen it in action personally. I personally don't have any problem with it, but the thing that I like about the the tablet controller is you can, for some of the games, uh, you can play them on the actual tablet. There are some games where I understand where it utilizes both the the main screen and the uh, the tablet controller because the tablet has the touch screen. Mm. Uh, then, of course, there's a lot of games where you can just play it without. But I like the fact that you can play games on the tablet, because if my wife and I, let's say we want to watch TV, mm -hmm. well, my son, he can still play his game on the, the tablet, or I can play a game on the tablet without having to disturb anybody. So I personally like that. And that part's pretty sweet. Can you play the downloadable old school games on it? It depends. If you downloaded it for the Wii U, mm -hmm. you can. Now, for games that you downloaded for the Wii and then transferred over to the Wii U, those, you can, well, you, it'll display on the tablet, but you still need another controller. In order to play it just on the, the tablet with those controls, you have to buy it again. However, they do give you a discount, which I like for the 8-bit NES games. If you already own it, it's like a dollar uh, and then if you, like for the Super Nintendo ones, then I think it's like a dollar fifty. So I know some people would probably be kind of turned off. It's like, okay, why do I have to pay more money to pay this, play this game when I already bought it? But, you know, I guess... Yeah, there's... but if you're our age, you've probably already bought it twice anyway. <laughs> you probably are, yes. And you probably... paid a whole hell of a lot for it the first time. Yeah, and one of the things we were talking about when we were mentioning the Wii U uh, you were mentioning that there's only two games that you downloaded for it. The first, well, Metroid. No, no, I because uh, I, I have. You, you were mentioning the transfer over, and while I've purchased a decent amount of downloadable content for for the DS, the 3DS we have, I, I only ever picked up two on the Virtual Console for the Wii, which was uh, the original Metroid because save states are good. Yes, and, they are. Uh, Castlevania, which when I went into the when I went into Castlevania, I was thinking, oh, I never got a chance to play this, and I really loved Symphony of the Night, and I'm sure it's, it looks very similar based on these screenshots, and it's going to be <laughs> great. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be like, you know, old school. This is going to, you know, five minutes into the game, I hate this. Well, I hate this. I think the reason that you probably took such a negative approach to it, if you give some of the other games a chance, I think you'd you might like them. But I think the you, you probably were spoiled because wasn't Symphony of the Night the first Castlevania game that you really played? Or did you ever play any of the other uh, previous? Yeah, I had played Bloodlines. That's right, because I remember you had that for the Genesis. I yeah. played it on your Genesis. But, yeah, because it, 
you know, again, you have to look at how the Castlevania series has No, no, no. Evolved. I hated it because in those other ones, you know those heads? The Medusa heads? Yeah, yeah. If they hit you, you'd fall backwards a little bit, but you would just fall. Maybe you'd fall a little bit. You'd just, you, in the first Castlevania, you, they put them in places right over pits, and they'd hit of you course. whether you wanted or not, and then you were going to die. And no matter how long you waited and how many of them you killed, and if you timed it just right, he was going to hit you while you're jumping, and you're going to fall, and you're going to die. And then the other part were those stupid stairs, but they're going down. And if you don't hit it right, you just fall and die. Yeah, it, it's challenging, and he can jump. He can jump giant span, Simon Belmont. But he can't walk downstairs. Well, what is I, he stupid? <laughs> well, they in a lot of the later games, I know they did fix the the stair issues. And I know and, most of this is like just games. Well, I I think after we're it's done recording, to think he's stupid. <laughs> after the, we're done recording. I am going to sit your butt down in front of the Wii U, and I'm going to give you a chance to play some other Castlevania games. I'll think about it. But anyways, because, and I mean, I I actually have plans to do an entire episode just about Castlevania. I haven't played all of the Castlevania games, but I have played a fair number of them. Do you guys have a 3DS? Yes, we do. Do you know that you can, because you, it used to be one of your favorite games, do you know that uh, you can... You can purchase and download a copy of River City Ransom on that thing? I have it for the Wii U. Or no, for the Wii. And one of the things I love about the River City Ransom for the Wii U is... Or the Wii. I'm sorry, not the Wii U. Because I don't think it's technically been released for the Wii U yet. But I did love River City Ransom. Still one of my favorite games. It's a lot of fun to play with a buddy. But still pretty fun to play on your own. Even though there's not a lot of music in the game... For me, it has kind of a similar effect to Legend of Zelda, where even though you're listening to the same couple types of music over again, it doesn't really get too monotonous. But the thing I love so much about the Wii version of River City Ransom is you don't have to worry about those stupid passwords. I think the password is like 64 characters long, uppercase letters, lowercase letters, punctuation, Special characters, numbers. Yeah, because I remember you were you were a big fan of that game back in the day. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I said I know our friend Ed. You know, we used to play that game a lot. I don't know if I ever played that game very often with you. No. And I know Steve and I we used to play that game no, quite we, a bit. No, we used to always play the hell out of rock and roll racing. Yes. Oh, that's another one of those games that. Well, I'm sure probably the reason they haven't released it yet is for anything else is probably the copyright. For those who don't know, Rock and Roll Racing combines, well, it's a futuristic racing game, isometric perspective. It was released for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, but the music was, they didn't use the actual versions. No, it was a Super Nintendo game. They were all they were all MIDI. Yeah, not MIDI, the... Most yeah, but pretty, anyways, yeah. they used whatever sound card they had in the Wii to create video game versions of several rock songs that were from the like 70s to early 80s. Like they had Black Sabbath's "Paranoid," they had uh, "Bad to the Bone" by George Thorogood, "Highway Star," "Highway Star" by Deep Purple, "Peter Gunn." Theme. Yeah, for some reason the Peter Gunn theme. It worked for me. It was. It was. It, I thought that would. It it was good and. There was another one. Born to be Wild by Stephen Wolf. There you go. And it was awesome. It's, to this day, still one of my favorite games. So when you played it... it was snotty. That was the best part, remember? Like, like, like you'd drop, drop mines in the middle of the street, and another guy would blow up, and he'd be like, Tarquin should avoid landmines! <laughs> yes! Do you actually have that game, or...? No. Oh, I still have my copy, yeah. but... Yeah, because the... Larry the Supermouth Hoffman, I think was his name. He, I'm guessing he was probably an announcer for ra- for racing. But, yeah, he you could turn him off if you wanted to. Why would but, you? Yeah, he had some fun comments. Yeah, like you said, if your character hit, Tarquin was one of the characters. Um, but, like, for when you finish the race, mm-hmm. there were always four participants. Mm-hmm. And, like, the... You know, it would say, like, Tarquin scores a first place knockout. Snake finishes second. Rage takes a weak third. 
Rip is in another time, time zone. Yes, and it would say other things because like if, yeah, because if you played either one player or two player, there there were these two um, random racers that were always uh, the computer. Rip and was it the other one? Shred, his brother Shred. Uh, they looked the same. I knew just, the yeah, one of them was Rip. Swapped. Um, Rip to, and I think he's a beat the living ooh. hell out of Rip. I yeah, because the the way it was set up, there were always the two the two generics, mm -hmm. and then each planet you were on had a champion. Yeah. And then there was, then of course, player one, but if you played with a friend, then you only got one of the two mm -hmm. um, things. But, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun because you had your car, you upgraded your car, and, you know, once you scored a certain number of points, and you had to score a certain number of points before the season was over, and then that would let you go to the next planet. Who, who designed that game? Interplay. And Interplay, I think it was yeah. Interplay okay. and Blizzard, I think, also... A, it's like one was the developer and one was the publisher, I think. Yeah. Well, because the, the thing is, I now when you say Interplay, I was like, yeah, it has to be them because... Because they also did the Lost Vikings. Vikings and Olaf, Olaf the Viking yes. was in that game as a, as a special character. Yeah, there was some key code <laughs> you could enter. awesome. Yeah, because each racer... I had no. Two it was just if you just kept moving left and left really, really fast, switching through. Eventually, he would just show up. No, there was some button com. I'm pretty sure oh, there was some button com com combination yeah. you had to press. But because each there were four different stats, um, but each racer had two strong points. There was acceleration, turning, uh, jumping, which was pretty much useless, and top speed, and most of the characters only had two. Like, my favorite character, Snake, his big things were acceleration and top speed. Olav actually had three. Top speed, acceleration, and turning. Um, Yo, you, yeah, you, you always liked Snake. And, uh, Steve, Steve was like Tarquin. Tarquin. That's, yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely a lot of fun if you still have a working Super Nintendo and... You happen to see it at like a rummage sale or a used video game store or eBay, and someone's not asking, you know, a hundred dollars for it. Buy it for me for Christmas. <laughs> Check it out. And speaking <laughs> of Super Nintendo, I know we you talked. We were talking about Castlevania. Uh, there were a couple Castlevania games released for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, the better of the two, I think, was Cast Super Castlevania Four. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, the stage design in this game was just awesome. There were so many new things they introduced, so it wasn't as like straightforward as most of the stages are in the, you know, in a lot of the earlier Castlevania games. And yeah, one, they were pretty, the earlier ones were pretty linear. Yeah, and they were still a lot of fun. And the thing that was so awesome, there were two things I really loved about Castlevania, three things about Castlevania 4. Four, four things I loved, no. The three main things I loved about it, the music, because Castle, most Castlevania games have really good music. The second thing is, you, it separated the sub-weapon. So, because in most of the games you have to press up and your attack button to use your sub-weapon, but... In Castlevania 4, it got its own button, so you could use, you could like, you know, crouch and use your sub weapon. But the thing that really was awesome is you can now whip in all eight directions. And I don't think there've really been a lot of Castlevania games that have done that. There was a way to do it in, um, in, both in Bloodlines, Bloodlines or and in Symphony of the Night if you were playing as Richter. Um, if you just held down the attack yeah, button, the, the whip he, he went would limp. whip it, and then it would go <laughs> <laughs> limp. Hey, Richter's limp. And then you would use the D-pad, and it would sw it would swing around like a, like a chain. Yeah, your attack wasn't as strong, but you could use it to block uh, projectiles and stuff, and sometimes it was helpful if, like, you would... You were, uh, like, say, kneeling on a, a platform and there was an enemy below you wanted to kill. Because, yes, Super Castlevania Four was the first they, the first game to introduce this mechanic in the Castlevania series. And now they call it Brannish, where, uh, again, in some of the games, again, you, you, you whip and then you go limp. Well, they were showing <laughs> off their ability. Yeah. Because... 
you know, everybody was used to, you know, D-pad two buttons from NES mm -hmm. days. So they were showing off the ability. Look, the SNES has four buttons plus the L and R. You know, that was even more than the Genesis at yeah. the time. So it was like, we got to find new things. But even then, you go forward to Symphony of the Night and Castlevania 64, once again, to do that, you had to, you, to, to use your special attacks. Have you played Castlevania 64? It was terrible. Yes, that's what I've heard. So. It was terrible. I, I, I think I, I got a grand total of about four minutes into it. I'm like, no. Like, yeah, and this is a topic I want to devote an entire show to sometime, but I know back when you know everything started to go 3D, there were some games that did make the leap from 2D to 3D fairly successfully. Super Mario 64 is an example. Mm -hmm. I personally, I enjoy the side-scrolling Super Mario games, but I do also, in, I really enjoyed Super Mario Brothers 64. Um, and do, oh, since you have the DS, one game you might want to pick up if you like Super Mario 64, mm -hmm. they did make a remake, Six Super Mario 64 DS. Uh, not you only tell are, me that they can translate and N64 games to the 3DS, but they can't give me a downloadable SNES game. Uh, apparently, but no, it's Ugh. actually pretty cool because not only are, are the graphics updated, but I think they added more stages. But you actually get four characters you get to play with now. I used to actually start out as Yoshi, and then as you're exploring the castle, mm -hmm. there's one of the rooms where they reprogram, so there's four doors, and you know one's yellow and purple, one's red and blue, and then one's green and white. So basically, you have to find the appropriate key, and you can unlock Mario, Luigi, and Wario, and each one has, of course, their own special abilities, so definitely a game worth checking out if you have a chance. It's uh, remakes, because... Remakes of, well, anything, movies, video games, don't always come out as planned. What do you think about that? Um, yep. The thing, let me give you an example. Um, and you know who's really bad about this? Who? Square Enix. Um, for the longest time, I would have loved for, uh, for them to, to, is downloadable content, or even as a cartridge, I'll buy it for, for some of these later systems, you, you know, the classic versions of the uh, Dragon Quest games. Because mm -hmm. we got the first four, and then they skipped over two, and then seven went to the PlayStation. Um, but five and six were for the SNES, but never came over because NX didn't have an American office at the time when those were released, so just it didn't happen. They released them, but instead of giving us the original versions, which is what I think a lot of per people would have liked, oh no, we have to change everything. So, and then they did the same thing with with Dragon Warrior Four. Yeah. Well, they obviously they call it Dragon Quest Four, and I, I guess I would like to see them bring in the original game as, as released. Same with the Final Fantasies. They, they had to go and 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 change, you know, the first three when they brought them over. I don't know. I personally, although I I liked the way they changed the original Final Fantasy when they when they ported it over. To yeah, the and they PSP. made it play more like a 16-bit Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I liked how Dawn of Souls turned out with the first Final Fantasy. That was the first time I played Final Fantasy two. I've never played the original version, mm -hmm. and then I understand they actually did a pretty good job remaking Final Fantasy six because they did. Of course, they haven't yeah, done that one. They have no, they have. Final Fantasy VI for the Game Boy Advance. And for one of the things I, I was reading about that's pretty cool, there's a, a hidden Easter egg where in the... Have you ever heard rumors of the Kaiser Dragon? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, there's... For a while there were rumors that there was supposed to be uh, something called the Kaiser Dragon, and because I think there was a part in the game where they mentioned something about a dragon seal, and so that people started to have all these rumors going around the internet that there was a way you could fight the King of Dragons. It would require you to do whatever uh, Pulp Fiction, or I'm sorry, not Pulp, Pop Fiction, uh, a, a YouTube series I watch every now and then had an episode on it. But when someone was going through the code for the original Final Fantasy VI they did find that there was some scripting and some unused character sprites that were, while well, some people took the time to restore this into the game, 
that would be the Kaiser Dragon, a super boss. And when Final Fantasy VI mm -hmm. Advance came out, they included that. They included some new espers. But another thing that was kind of cool they did is, remember the Odin Esper? Yes. The only Esper you could get that let you increase your speed. So you kind of had this, this, this dilemma when you got the Odin Esper, do you want to upgrade it to Raiden and then lose the yes. ability to get speed? Yes, you do. Because Why? you can get quick. Yeah, that's true. But uh, they actually introduced other espers that would let you get the, that would let you improve your speed, so you didn't have to lose that opportunity when you upgraded mm -hmm. uh, the Odin esper to uh, to Raiden. Yeah, that's the other thing about that game, and it's one of my favorite role-playing games. And I'm oh, kind of awesome. mildly irritated with Square over the fact that, you know, there are multiple ways that you can go and get the original or four, and just everything is still seven, and to a point of annoyance. I, I, I wasn't yeah. that big of a fan of seven, so the fact that they're still shoving it down our throats 15 years later. Well, um, that's another game that I've rumored. I've, you know, supposedly there's, there we're planning on making a remake of Final Fantasy VII, and I, of course, whether that's just net rumors or something they're eventually going to do, who knows. That's my opinion. But they ignore six. You can't get six anywhere right now, except for, I think, um... Well, they had uh, it on the PS, the PlayStation, because they had that Final Fantasy anthology. Yeah, no, 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 but right now, the only place you can get it is through, um... Oh... Uh, was it Android or something like that? I yeah the I know they did a remake of it for the iPhone. Yeah, I but, don't know about Android and. But you know, it, it originally came on the SNES. Well, how come it's not available? It's like a downloadable game. I think it was for the Wii U. I'm sorry, not the Wii U. The Wii. I'm pretty sure they did release Final Fantasy three for the Wii, but I I don't I haven't seen it for the Wii U yet. I mean I don't know why they wouldn't do that because I'm sure there are people who would buy it because it is even to this day, it's a really awesome game. And that's the thing. A lot of people still really liked it. I don't know. Maybe there's some maybe licensing, but you know another game that was remade what? that actually turned out really cool. Ducktales. What? <laughs> they may they have a DuckTales HD. Have you and I'll show again, I'll show it to you when we're done recording if you want. But it's like the graphic it's not just a graphical upgrade. I mean the graphics it looks like you're playing a cartoon. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that's kinda cool is they did add a couple new stages. But the other have you ever played DuckTales for the Nintendo? No. Okay, then you no. wouldn't never got into the cartoon either. Yeah, the DuckTales for the NES was a cool, a cool game, and the remake, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Again, the music was, you know, really turned out well, but one of the nice things is they upgraded the stages where there's things you do in the uh, the HD remake stages that you didn't do in the uh, in the original game. So that was probably one of the examples, shining examples of a remake done right because somebody went out of their way to remake DuckTales. Yeah. And and not Battletoads. I don't know why, but I think it's probably because since we, Don't say since, it. Come on, Battletoads was awesome. I don't it's know. Hard. It was I've only got to the second stage. Yeah, because it's get hard, yeah. Well, My I don't know. I'm the only person I've I, seen get past stage four. Because it is possible to make a game too difficult because... Original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that one, I think Battletoads is worse than that one. But yeah, the mm. original TMNT for the NES, remember when that game was about to come out, it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. I, I, I only know of a few people, and I, I, I am one of them, managed to get into the Technodrome. I did once. Yeah. I have it for the Wii. Um, you have to plan that out. You have to avoid using one of your most powerful characters. Donatello. He's got to get those little scroll things. Actually, the best way around that, mm -hmm. give him to Raphael, because you hardly use Raphael. Uh, he, because Raphael, yeah, his sides are quick, but they're pathetically weak. And they're too close, and then you're usually going to get hit anyway. Yeah. And one of the things, mm. see, when you play TMNT for the, the NES, you get sub-weapons, like throwing stars and boomerangs. There's a triple throwing star. I like Castlevania. Yep, and the most powerful is 
the the scroll which they, fires this wave. And they call it something else. I don't I don't remember what they actually yeah. call it. It looks like a little scroll. Yeah. That's why everybody just called it the scroll. But the thing that sucks is let's say you're moving along and you know you've got you know the scroll or you've got a sub weapon you really like and you hit an enemy and they drop the throwing stars which are pretty crummy. If you accidentally pick it up, well then you lose your you lose the weapon you had. And the game allowed you to switch between each of the four turtles at will. So that's mm -hmm. why I always I, I always gave the scroll to Raphael because you hardly ever used him and you know, so the he was a, the best one to keep it. So did you ever beat the game or No. No. No, never even got Shredder. I only know one person who managed to get Shredder. Who is that? Ryan, my brother. Oh, your brother. Yeah, he, he managed to get to Shredder, and Shredder shredded him. Ah. Now, now, the second one was challenging, but beatable. Oh, the TMNT, the arcade game? Oh, yeah, that one was fun. I never really liked that one as much. It was okay. It, I've beaten it. It played um, a lot like Double Dragon. I liked how Double Dragon played better. Now, when talking about Double Dragon, similar, are you talking similar. about the original Double Dragon in the arcade or the NES Double Dragon? Yeah, more like the arcade. You know, yeah, you're walking, you're scrolling, you stop, you beat up some guys, you keep walking, you stop, you beat up some guys. It's kind of in a two and a half D, as best as they could do in that era. And yeah. then there'd be a big boss, and then you'd go on to the next level and do that all over and over and over again. Yeah, and I know they added a couple extra stages to the mm -hmm. um, to the the TMNT to the arcade game for the NES. There was a a winter in Central Park, yes. and then there was the guys some snowballs at you. Yeah, and then there was some sort of dojo that they added, and mm -hmm. I don't know. It was an okay game. It it was as good as they could get for the time. I mean, there's no way you were gonna be able to perfectly port the arcade game over to the you know over to the NES and have it look anywhere near as decent. But you, did you like? There are certain games where. There's always that one character or that one thing that if somebody takes it, it's unfair. How's that? Um, like, like have you ever played like an old school game where one of the options for a character that you can play is so much overpowered oh, that all yes. of your other choices? Mennonite. And, oh, sorry. And it's not even like a special like like we were talking rock and roll, rock and roll racing. Olaf. Olaf yes, because he has that extra but ability. But you had to go through, and it was it was a special, you know, uh, code thing you had to do. But I'm I'm talking like a regular entry that is just disturbingly like in a street fighting video game where you've them. got yeah you've got one. You usually, I know a lot of the street fighting video games have done this, where usually they have one character that, unless you know absolutely how to play them, they're almost useless. And then they've usually got that one character that's broken because they're, you know, for a player character, mm -hmm. they're stronger and faster and have better moves and everything. Street Fighter 2 had two, like, had characters like that. Um, the one that was kind of useless unless you knew how to use them properly was Guile. Guile, when yeah. you knew his, his 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 moves properly, man, that guy was that guy hit a ton. But then you also had Blanca, uh, Liang, and uh, Eddie Honda, who yeah, you just had the button masher special move. Yeah, and I wasn't much for Dalzin. He had some decent moves. He is the only character I have never because I we I had the we had the Genesis version, mm -hmm. which I liked better than the SNES one because Genesis you could get a six button pad. But yeah, if you had the three button, it, it, it was, was broken. It, oh, yeah, it was really hard to use. Unless you were playing someone that, you know, you only were going to use their punches or only mm -hmm. use their kicks. Yeah, because you had to hit the start button on yeah, there. Yeah, switch time between switch the... <laughs> so it was nice to hit the six button. And, but with the Super Nintendo, you had to use the L and the R, and I hated that. But... I liked that. I personally thought it worked rather well. But... I didn't, but that's just me. Well, now I believe... Okay, in... but to haul him, he was the only one I could not beat that game with. I beat it for everybody else. Yeah, the I've only been with a few characters because I had now of course Josh Hadley, uh, who's been a guest on my show a few times. He was of course whenever we talk about Street Fighter Two, it's always like which version of Street Fighter Two? There's only like sixteen of them, and the one that I had for the home version. He's underselling it. <laughs> yeah, um, the Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, the wor the new challengers. Yeah, that's because that's the one that yeah. had like uh, Cammy, DJ, Fei Long, yeah, Long. DJ Cammy and T Hawk. I liked T Hawk. Everybody liked Cammy. 
Yeah, the everybody liked her. Yeah, she was well, rocking that. Butt. <laughs> yeah, Fei Long, he was okay. Didn't he was fast. Yeah, that that's true. That's about all he had going for him. T Hawk was was decent. Yeah, he. I beat him with T Hawk. Um, because I know I I've only beaten that game with about half the characters. So I don't remember a lot of them. Like I think when you beat it with Chun Li, she she does this whole thing about avenging and. Um, I remember there wasn't much of an ending with um, Balrog, but it was basically him all happy. I won. I'm the champion. You know, kind of yeah, like very Tyson-esque. Um, the one that I always found the most amusing was if you beat the game with Zangief, uh, a helicopter yeah. shows up <laughs> with uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, and they and they do uh, the r- Russian, Russian dance, where, the one where you're holding your hands in front of your chest yeah. and you're just using your legs. Like, oh yeah, because this is. This, yeah, T Hawk sending. He pretty much just reclaims his family's homeland yeah. from Bison. Uh, Bison's land ending. It's like pretty much he takes over the world, and it's like ends with Can anyone stop this madman? Uh, trying to, oh, Bison. Bison. Um, or Vega, if you're going by the original oh, names oh. in the Japanese version. Yeah, it, we're going with the who's the American one? Vega and um, Sagat. They didn't really get much of an ending either. I don't think any of the the, the bad guys, bad guys one, yeah. got a decent ending, but I thought it was interesting that when that Balrog's ending didn't make him out to be a really really bad guy. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think Blanca's found his mother. Guile. I don't remember Guile. Yeah. Um. Ryu's ending. He just kind of walks off into the sunset yeah. because he's looking for the next challenger. He's. Uh, Ken to... marries his girlfriend. Yeah. Ryu, um, Ryu was supposed to be the um, the tormented soul good guy. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to feel sorry for him. They should have had that little the little piano thing from the end of the Incredible, <laughs> Incredible Hulk television show. <laughs> do, 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 See, do. Um, all right, but the yeah. the best example. Oh, Cammy's ending. Oh, oh, she had an interesting ending because I remember there was a bit of a dialogue between her and Bison, mm-hmm. where Bison implies that they were lovers. And then, you know, her team kind of reassures her that, no, there's no way that you could ever fall in love with someone like that. And they just kind of, they get to Dutch Appa and fly off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I got to tell you, if you're going with just obnoxiously overpowered, and I know you, I don't think you've ever played this game, and I don't think you were ever even into these games. The worst possible uh, uh, offender of this whole idea of... Broken a, games. Of broken games. Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Y- you would have to sit down with the other guy you're playing with and agree no one's playing as the Raiders. <laughs> because the Los Angeles Raiders in that game, yeah, they were the LA Raiders back then. They were so freaking broken because they had Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. And yes, we yep. all know Marcus Allen, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame back. Bo Jackson could have been, but he had the injuries, Went decided to stick with baseball for a few years, and then left there. But somebody at the Tecmo Corporation apparently was a humongous fanboy of the Raiders, and specifically of Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson, because those two guys were so overblown and so overpowered that the Raiders... You couldn't beat them. <laughs> yeah, I've seen footage from YouTube of games where someone wins like you know 7 to 0 because they're playing the Raiders and they give you know they get the ball to Bo Jackson and they show him just running in circle literally mm-hmm. running circles around everyone because they made him so fast so yeah I've I've never really got into that game myself but, the thing is, but is back then the, the team that should have been like that if you were going to make any team it would have been the Bears <laughs> in 1989 Mike Tomzak, come on, come on, think. <laughs> would have been the 49ers. You had Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, uh, Roger Craig. That would have been the team, the team to beat. And the Raiders, eh, they were okay. But You know, that reminds me, I, I'm a Bears fan. I, as I'm sure a lot of people who've listened to my show, occasionally I mention that in the episodes. I remember I, you posted this on my Facebook feed. Um, it had a picture of Jay Cutler, current quarterback for the Bears, mm-hmm. and was it Clay Matthews from the Packers? Yeah. They were talking on the field, and uh, one of them was saying, look, Jay, it doesn't matter what edition we're using. 
Judging by the number of sacks you've taken, your armor class is 10. Yeah, that went over pretty well. Yeah, I, I remember when you post that, you're like, okay, I'm not trying to offend you, but... Okay, well, I don't like oh, Jay Cutler. But speaking of additions, Dungeons & Dragons, I understand you're currently running a 5th edition group with some friends. Uh, yeah, kinda. Just not playing anymore, or...? No, 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 no. I mean, kinda, as in, you know, you would be running it if they would pay attention. Ah, uh, so how well, do you... not paying attention so much as... They don't work together. Ah, <laughs> uh, so no group chemistry. No, no, no. It's kind of it's it's kind of like um, what was that? The, 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 the Lockhorns, the way they are. Yeah. Sometimes. So what do you think of Fifth Edition? Since because I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but since it sounds like you've actually had a chance to play D Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, what are your opinions of it so far? Um, all right. Take this for what you will. I know that there are fans of, of all versions of the game, and I've played almost all of them. The only version of the game that I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and try was the very original White Box. I've played Basic first, second, third, fourth, now fifth. I feel that it plays like a cross between 3.5 and 2nd. Yeah, that's why I've heard a lot of people say that. It's kind of a 2-3 hybrid. Mm -hmm. But So I, one of the things I remember reading about is the whole advantage and disadvantage roles where the way that works is there are certain situations, depending on your character class or race, where you either have advantage or disadvantage. If you have advantage, then when you roll the d20, you roll twice and you get the better of the two. Mm -hmm. If you have disadvantage you roll the d20 twice, and you take the worst of the two. Hmm. So have you had that come into play much in your game sessions? Oh, quite or? a bit. Let me tell you this. How does it work? Is it Because it seems like, in a way, it seems like it would be good, kind of add a little element of unpredictability, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there's some people who would think that it almost sounds like, well, it's slowing down gameplay nope. because it's You're another roll. at the same time. Oh, okay. okay. So you do need to. That's a 16, that's an 18. Take the 18, you know, okay. or it's the 16. And to be honest with you, this is how I see it happen mostly in my group because uh, they have bad luck. Ooh, I get advantage. <laughs> what did you roll? A 2 and a 4. <laughs> yeah. But they'll have disadvantage. Doesn't matter. Both of them are 3s. <laughs> so, okay, so it doesn't sound like it's, so it hasn't really, slow, doesn't really slow down the gameplay. No. Um, okay. The only thing that's slowing down my gameplay is the fact that these guys have been gaming together for so long that I think they want to kill each other. <laughs> um, and and I have a player who actively tells me, he actively tells me, I'm going to find a way to break this system. I'm going to find a way to 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 min-max the hell out of this character. Has he succeeded yet? Uh, he's trying his best. He's succeeded with a couple of things. He does have some higher... Uh, bonuses than the others, but not to a point that... He's like, not broken yet. Well, we had a 3.5 game. He's not like the Bo Jackson of D&D. Uh, &D no, that was his 3.5 <laughs> character. Oh, um, 3.5. That game, that, okay, I know there's a lot of people that love 3.5, but that's one of those additions. Well, it's not entirely Wizard's fault. I think one of the things that no, gives... Well, okay, that is true. Um... Okay, go ahead and say your thought, and I'll tell you the about a friend of mine who explained his breaking of fifth edition story or third edition story. Quite, quite simple. In first and second, when it was TSR, it was stated that the Player's Handbook, DMG, Monster Manual, those are the three core rule books. Those are the core rules. Anything beyond that, no matter what it is, is optional. So if you spent sixty dollars on multiple brown cover uh, player's handbook supplements. Yeah, and your game edition, master didn't want you to use them. And your game them. master said, no, you can't use the complete book of bards. You can't use kits. You were out of luck. In 3rd and 3.5, they said, no, if it's released in one of our books, you can use it, which is great. But what you end up with is people arguing to a point of you just give up because you're sick of... They, they won't let the game start. Mm -hmm. And they have found all of these little tricks and the feats make it so much worse. To be able to make a character that first level 
plays like a 10th level character. Mm. Uh, the worst class for breakage that I've seen is, and this is just my opinion, if you want a character that's going to break the rules so bad that everyone's going to hate you because your character's that much more powerful than everybody else, play a druid. I can't <laughs> believe I have to say that. Yeah, we when we were in high school, one of the jokes that we had in our our circle of gaming friends is that uh, we always joked you'd be reincarnated as a first level druid because there was the joke of you know druids being almost useless. But a friend of mine, he he told me this story about how he broke third edition. His brother was always like how third edition, oh, it's the best, it's the most well-balanced of the system. You know, hey, we all have oh, a right to opinion. No, it's a good system, but balanced? Even the people who love it know damn well that ain't true. <laughs> but, it's not balanced. But what he did is during their course of their campaign, he eventually created a character who by like eighth level could stab you for 50 to 60 damage and you would not realize it until a few couple rounds later mm -hmm. and he explained how he did this how he took a few levels of thief which of course gave him the backstabbing and he took a few levels of swashbuckler which give you you know certain combat bonuses and then he listed several tricks which aren't feats these are things that you buy with your with your skill points and there was one called like mosquitoes bite he mentioned where if you're using a thin bladed weapon like a dagger or a rapier mm -hmm. You stab someone in such a way that they don't realize they took damage until a few couple rounds later. So like I said, yeah, he just made this thief swashbuckler that really threw a wrench into the campaign. And again, he was saying that, you know, the, the books that he got all this material from, these were not books made by some, you know, person, you know, using the OGL. Mm -hmm. These were official Wizards of the Coast supplements. Well, that's what I'm talking about here. My, the guy who's playing the Druid in my 3.5 game, first of all, he, he's a great player, alright? Uh, his characters were very, very, very well thought out. They had a lot of personality, but you know, by third level, he had figured out a way as a Druid to get as his uh, animal companion through this rule with this feat and this skill. Now, all of a sudden, he has a flesh raker, which is a type of dinosaur. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. And it did just... It, 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 it was it, as nasty as it sounds? Yeah. Eventually, though, I mean, like, like when we stopped it, they were at, like, 11th, 12th level. He still had it. He never went and upgraded it. Um, he did it just to so make by, you mad. But by that time, it was actually okay. Yeah. But then what he was doing was he's like, I have this feat, this skill, this feat, and with this rule here and this rule here, uh, uh, I can use my, 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 my wild shape ability to turn into a 14-headed cryohydra. <laughs> oh, jeez. So every attack would be, I turn into a cryohydra. Uh, 14d10. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I was throwing demons at them. And I had to hide them behind, um, <laughs> behind prismatic, prismatic walls and prismatic, prismatic spheres. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's. But and I, I'm sure, of course, we could talk about this at length, where you know each edition does have its strengths and its flaws. But yeah, the important thing yeah, is, yeah, like the early ones. Um, yeah. I, 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 they were, but you know, they let you throw things away. But the earlier editions were, like, oh, if uh, if you're a human. Your strength uh, caps out at eighteen double zero, unless you are a woman. Yeah, I like, I remember that. What? Yeah, I think female really, humans. Really, really? Yeah. And I know it was Zeb in second edition, but it came from. Well, back Gary. then there probably weren't as many women playing D and D. So, but anyways, well, I think we've uh, random on random thought patterns for uh, over an hour now. So I think it's time to close this topic for today. Dan, if people want to hear you ramble about random things, where can they find you? Uh, at my house. Okay, so what is the address <laughs> of your house? <laughs> that ain't happening. Which now has uh, ladder marks on the second floor. From No, no, it doesn't have to put the ladder away. Okay. Radiofreeborderlands.libson.com. Come and listen to our stuff and enjoy yourself. And visit him on Facebook. And as for me, POIGamestudio.com. You can look up Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook. Please feel free to stop by, like the page. 
if you have any ideas for any topics you'd like to see me cover, or if you want this guy back, <laughs> you know you do. Well, uh, feel free to uh, you know make suggestions for topics you want me to cover, or if you want a, any specific guests from the past to come back, see what I can do. So with that said, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is, whatever you are, and happy gaming.